Hi, this is Andrew Warner. I'm the host of BitClout Jam. And the reason that I'm doing this podcast is that I'm excited about BitClout, this new social network that gives a coin to every one of its members. And the reason I'm excited about that is that it creates this new way of, well, doing business with people. Look, let me put it this way. One of the first ways that creators could make money online was by selling ads and that produced some revenue for them. The next evolution was to actually sell something directly to their audience. People paid the creator. The creator gave them, well, access to a community or more content. You get it. What BitCloud allows people to do is to invest in creators, like you could invest in my coin. Uh, like I said, everyone on BitCloud gets a coin. And I give you special something. It could be access to a community. It could be content. It could be cookies. It could be whatever. Um... Anyway, that's what's exciting to me about BitCloud. That's why I'm doing this podcast where I get to have jam sessions with people who are creating this platform. And in this interview, you're going to hear me talk to Andrew Arts. He is with Social Capital. They're one of the first backers of BitCloud. And you'll also hear me say that we're going to try software that would only be possible on BitCloud. It's called MoonBounce. And if you hold a little bit of my coin on BitClout or hold a little bit of Andy's coin on BitClout, you'll get access through MoonBounce to a Discord community where we give you a copy of this recording. And truthfully, that was especially special to people before it was posted in this podcast. So why would you care about that now? Because it gives you a sense of what this new software, MoonBounce, allows. And it gives you a sense of how somebody can just own someone else's coin, in this case it's my coin or Andy's coin, and get access. And it'll show you how this new commerce is going to exist and how BitClout is opening the door to that. Okay, so if you want to try that, go to bitcloutjam.getmoonbounce.com. And here's the interview with Andy. All right, joining me for the very first podcast episode here about my new obsession, BitClout, is Andrew Arts. He is the global, is that your title, Global Investor at Social Capital? That's what it says on LinkedIn. <laughs> That's what it says on LinkedIn. <laughs> no, I'm a partner at Social Capital. I feel like what you should say is ambassador of BitClout, the guy who's going to tell you about it on whatever social media you're on and then <laughs> tell you why that social media sucks and BitCloud is better. And BitCloud's a global phenomenon, so there you go. Global creator, coin investor, maybe. How about that? So here's my idea for this conversation. I, I don't exactly know how I fit into the BitClout universe, if at all. Frankly, it could be that this is just not for me. But I've been obsessed with reading the platform, obsessed with the tools that are on the platform and the ones that should be built on the platform. And every time I try to find a way in, it doesn't work. And so I thought, let's start with what I'm familiar with. I've done over 2,000 interviews with entrepreneurs on Mixergy, founders like founders of Airbnb, Dropbox, et cetera. I want to start with a podcast here where I understand the platform better. I see the vision of the platform. And then I'd like to, in as many episodes as possible, also use software that's exclusive to the BitCloud platform that shows off its unique abilities as a way for me to learn and then anyone who's following along to actually get to experiment with the tools that are made available and not just understand it in a theoretical sense. So I invited you here because you are the person who's been talking about this so frankly often, but more important to me is clearly why don't we start with this question? If you had to explain what BitClout was to someone who's new, how would you explain it? And I, I promise we won't go to the ABC questions throughout, but I, I want to hear your explanation. It's a great question. We, we need to anchor into something 
that we're familiar with. There's two levels to BitCloud that are important to understand. There's the BitCloud blockchain and there's the BitCloud app interface, the user interface that you see and interact with. That is a Twitter clone and everybody knows what Twitter is. And so everyone can say, oh, look, I can follow people. I can comment on this post. I can like this post. And so what was really interesting is when we joined, it was a Twitter clone plus this crazy weird thing called a creator coin. It's your Mm -hmm. own personal token. It's your own personal currency, perhaps. It's your own personal way of sending and receiving some monetary value like you might on Venmo. So all that came together, but slowly over the last four or five months, every week new features have been coming out. We saw diamonds. What what the heck are diamonds? It's a micro payment. It's a tip. You can tip someone instead of a like, you can give them a penny or, or six cents or $900 with one click of the mouse. So th- th- those are the kind of things we're alluding to where it's unfolding before our eyes. Yeah. We started out in terra firma, something we were very familiar with, but it's quickly migrating to something very different. Okay, so if we were to just say, basically, it's like Twitter, but in addition to being able to read and follow people's posts, you can also buy their coin, and the member of the social network didn't have to create a coin. Now, what could be done with that coin, that's the creative opportunity. I'll tell you the part that opened my eyes to the possibility. There's a, this tool called SubCloud that allows you to create email newsletters. And the founder, Max, said, instead of paying to use my software, just buy my coin on this platform and hold on to that coin. And the more people buy his coin, the higher his coin value becomes. And of course, with each transaction, he's decided that I think he gets 20% of the transaction value. And so there's an upside for him. And people who believe that there's a future in it can go and buy the coins today, which means that he gets all this money today from his 20%, which he can now extract out into US dollars from his coin and go and pay for developers on the open market. It's a different paradigm from just exchanging fiat, hey, I'll pay you for your services. Now it's this more integral world where we're investing in each other, co-investing, bi-directionally investing. And it's it almost has this element of a barter of sorts. And to your point on exchanging the 20% transaction fee to, to US dollars to pay for whatever real world supplies. There's an emerging economy on BitCloud itself. So it could be the case that if you're doing something fully digital, you may not need to take that off ramp into US dollars. So maybe Max would be able to use his BitCloud coin to pay for developers who are on the platform who want that coin or who would rather have the common coin of the platform, which is the BitCloud coin. That's an interesting point. The, the BitCloud is the common substrate, the BitCloud coin. So I think it's not a stretch of the imagination to imagine us exchanging that, like you might Bitcoin or Ethereum. Yep. But then the creator coin, the Max coin itself, the Andrew coin, the Arts coin, that is also a form of its currency. And today it's a little funky because who really wants Arts coin? Well, maybe some people out there want to speculate or Andrew Warner coin. Um, but the creator coin exchanges where we'll be able to interchange Andrew Warner for arts seamlessly. That's really interesting. I think BitCloud Pulse launched yesterday. They were one of the first apps that launched. And that's a bigger idea that they have that, you know, you might not need BitCloud itself. You can just have your own coin and that you're your own sovereign with your own currency that you can buy and sell things with. Meaning Max, the creator of the software that I mentioned, the email newsletter software, he has his own coin. Now he can pay his developers with that coin but maybe in the future, he might be able to pay for a pizza with that coin. Oh, sure. Yeah, he can pay his developers. It's like if he pays his developers in euros or pesos or USD, it's just, it's the max coin. And there's an exchange that you can take it to, to exchange max coin for whatever coin they need. Pizza coin. By the way, 
a lot of times when people talk about BitClout, especially on podcasts, they do this like 20 minute, this is not financial advice. I'm not a person who's going to tell you what to buy, do your own research, get your own advisor. I, I can't do that because I just feel those things are silly, but I feel like you go the opposite direction. I'm looking at tweets and posts from you. Here's a tweet from April 22nd, join up meaning BitClout. And while you're at it, buy some arts coin. And you go, uh, then someone on Twitter, Loom Dart said, it's amazing how BitCloud is up 50% since uh, Bitcoin was at $60,000 a coin. (laughs) You retweeted and you said, safe haven asset. (laughs) And then you said, Diamond Hands coin on BitCloud is a safe haven. It's low predictable yields. It's like buying government savings bonds. You said that um, 75 days ago on BitCloud. Do you, is what do you think about that? Is is there an issue with offering financial advice like buy my coin on, on the platform or in this podcast? It's a great question. I think, yeah, there no financial advice. All disclaimers. <laughs> <laughs> now that you got me. Do you want to go back and delete those posts? <laughs> well, here's the thing. On Twitter, I can delete those posts. And there's a central authority. On BitCloud, they're on chain, right? So what, I think you read a couple from Twitter, but then you also read a couple from BitCloud. Yes. So uh, one of the maddening things is everything you do is on chain. I think we're all reacting to that. It's completely discoverable. Meaning you can't be you can't be deleted. Can never be deleted, right? It can be hidden from a single node, but anyone who runs their own node can show whatever portion of the chain they wish to show. So I did see on bitcloud.com that you refer to some messages that then were deleted. What they mean though is bitcloud.com, which has access to this big set of data of all the messages that have been posted, chooses not to post it. But if Andrew Warner decides to make a copy of everything that's on BitCloud, right, just for his own people, I could actually just keep that deleted post up for people to see, right? Exactly, right. So So if I take a copy of all this data, I would be creating my own node. Do I have to share my posts that are done on my node back into the main BitCloud collection of data? There's basically reading and writing. You can read from the chain and you can display. Um, And if you want to run a full node, then you can also write back to the chain. And so let's say you had a sports themed, like a baseball Yankees fans node. Yeah. You could come on there and you could only show posts that talked about the Yankees. And then you would write those to the chain. So there's this one giant master chain the whole world is reading and writing from, Mm -hmm. but then you could only choose to display a fraction of that. So anyone else who's running a chain, let's say uh, Coinbase, if they wanted to run their own full node and have all posts visible for their Coinbase users, then someone on Coinbase could see the Yankees post that someone on your node made if they chose. It's up to the individual node. So it's possible that the Winklevoss twins could say, that freaking Mark Zuckerberg stole our idea, but now we're just going to make our own version of it. It'll call, be called winklebook.com, right? <laughs> Take all the data back from BitCloud. And now they don't have to start their own network from scratch with zero people. They have all the people who've been on BitCloud already. And then at the same time, if Andrew creates his own node, they have all the content for me and they're not starting from zero, right? Absolutely. And BitCloud, the dev team is incentivized to build and improve upon the platform. So anytime a feature gets released, every node operator has the benefit of that. Okay. But we don't have to share back. I could decide Andrew Warner's content just stays with me. I'm, I don't care about supporting back. I'm just going to be a taker. Just keep taking all the content. True. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can take the content. If you're running your own node, you can choose what you want to write on chain and off chain. Mm-hmm. So you can have like a chat app. If you have an embedded chat app, that's people are chatting live in like a, you know, an IRC channel, 
Um, that doesn't have to be written on chain on your node. You can show posts from the chain. You don't have to write anything back. That's right. So you can be a taker of that. Yeah. There are two different elements here that are exciting. The one is everyone gets their own coin. That's the most exciting part. The other part is we have this social network that anybody can now copy and build on and start with, right? Instead of trying to start from zero to compete with Facebook and Twitter and so on. Mm -hmm. I think the social network part is, is not as exciting. What's the part that excites you, Andy? What's the part that gets you to feel like this is going to change the world? I think everyone having their own sovereign currency is really interesting. Countries control currencies now. Uh, there was a technological barrier to issuing your own token. Uh, Rally and Roll were sort of two early movers in the social token space that let you, if you were a celebrity and you were big enough, create your own token. But now anyone has their own token. Um, there's a user, Mary Nana, who was participating in an award I was doing yesterday, who I don't know who this person is, but I bought some Mary Nana coin yesterday because now they have a currency. They have a cryptocurrency, which is, to me is very exciting. There, there have been a lot of use cases talked about. One is, you know, when I was a kid, I had Marvel cards and baseball cards. And, oh boy, wouldn't it be great if, you know, instead of a baseball card, I actually had a little bit of Ken Griffey Jr. or a little bit of Michael Jordan creator coin or if I'm early to music and I buy a CD can I speculate on NWA or any of these emerging artists um, when I when I listen to them and be rewarded for being an early mover at the same time that's one use case of being rewarded for investing your own personal social capital cultural capital the other one is just the frictionless payments that's native to cryptocurrency where I bought some of Mary Nana's creator coin instantly in my time zone it's open 24/7 365 mm -hmm. And she has a founder reward, so she can dictate what percentage of that she keeps as a transaction fee. And, um, and, and it's instant. It's, it's, there's no currency exchange happening. There's no uh, barriers to any of that. So every time that you buy, she gets that percentage. I feel like that's an exciting part of it. Let's talk about what's being done now. What use case do you see that's exciting that's happening just because BitCloud has created coins for everyone? Before this interview, I got a notification that's Artistopedia, an account. I have no idea where they're based, who's behind it. They took my Twitter header image and they illustrated it by hand. And it was beautiful. It brought me, you know, very emotional. The picture is a picture of me and my newborn son. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. This is incredible. And I gave them five diamonds, which is equivalent of $9. They have $9 of your coin. They have $9 of my coin. And it was just this instant global transaction spontaneously arose where we are now connected in a way we've never been before. And I don't know if I would have discovered this person on Twitter or on Facebook or on Instagram. Even if I did, there's no way to financially kind of align ourselves or interests. The, the commerce aspect of it is really powerful. And so the reason that you're saying this is interesting is because this person in the past on Instagram might have gotten a like from you and had to build up these likes over time and then eventually might have been able to sell their art or might eventually have been able to say, bounty, pay me money and I will draw your bounty paper towels and people will see it on my Instagram account because they like me. And, and by the way, a lot of the influencer marketing is, is tricky and sometimes frowned upon on Instagram. And a lot of the, the value accrues to the platform in this case, a lot of advertising dollars are trapped at the corporate level and, and no judgment around that. I think the big benefit of BitClout is that it enables these seamless frictionless transactions between individuals. So creators can monetize their work without having any sort of intermediary. But that feels like it's just, you're a nice guy, you tipped. It's 
maybe I'm just downplaying this stuff, but the idea of hoping that someone's going to tip you because you did a good job just doesn't feel like it's, it's an economy. It doesn't feel like it's got as much future. Am I wrong? I, people keep pointing out how in China that's huge. And so we should accept that that's the future. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think, I think you're right in, the, in, in a one-off basis that looks small. A $9 tip is, is not changing the world, but I think empowering many, many people around the world to have this seamless access to demonization is very, very powerful, taken to the extreme. Here's one where I feel like it's interesting. The capitalist in me seems to make more sense out of this. So this guy, Michael D. Simmons, decided that he was going to buy my coin right from the start, right? So now he's invested in my success. The better I do, the more his coin is worth, right? So I said, Michael, um, can I chat with you? He said, yeah, let's talk in a month, <laughs> you know? I get it. We're all busy. There was no urgency in my thing. And I said, you know, I want to think through the idea of doing a podcast about BitClout. He says, I'm driving to go pick up my kid. Do you want to get on a call? So we get on a call. He's helping me think it through. And then he, afterwards, he follows up with a text message saying, Andrew, there's this person who's on the platform who's kind of anonymous, but he knows you. You should check in with him. Just hit him up on WhatsApp and ask him for who you should be interviewing and what you should know about the platform. And now he's starting to give me a lot of insights into what I should do. He's helping me meet people that I should be interviewing because there's an upside for him. The better I do with this, the better his coin is worth. That feels like a really nice interaction. Maybe the capitalist of me is a little bit <laughs> mean spirited that I just poo-pooed your, your artist thing that made you cry. No, no. Well, I think, to your point, right? Someone, I can't remember who said it, but someone said you get points for dunking on Twitter. You get points for like economically aligning on BitCloud. So it is a different, a different mindset for sure. Right. That's the exciting thing. Where people invested in your success and as a result, they're going to have a financial interest in helping. And we see this a lot of times in the startup world, right? Gagan Biani creates this new platform for live uh, education. He calls it Maven. Maven right now is little more, as far as I could tell, than a, a website with some notepad features. I don't mean to downplay it. But all these different people are now creating freaking courses on Maven. So I took one of the Maven courses. I want, I want to learn. I want this live interaction with these people who I, I admire. I took it. It was basically on maven.com, a link over to their Zoom, and the whole thing happened in Zoom. And the course was nice. The people were nice in it. But I said, what are they doing? Why are they even using Maven? They didn't have to interact with Maven at all. It's because of freaking investors. He managed to get these people who are in the startup world are big brand names to come and invest. And as a result, they're creating courses on his platform because they're invested in his success. They want to see him do well. And even if his platform's not fully built out, they want to support it so that when it is built out, because they believe in his vision, and I do too, it'll eventually be worth something. Now, for years, people have had an opportunity to invest like that if they were angel investors, if they were also known in the space. Now it feels like it's open to more people. Oh, absolutely. And you don't even need Goggins permission anymore, right? Any Anytime anybody wants to start a project on the platform, it's open season for anyone. One of the interesting nuances of that is because it's on chain, going back to the point that everything's recorded indefinitely for all of eternity, any action you take, any investment you make in anyone is also recorded. And it says something about you. There are these tools that you can zoom out and sort yeah. of see all your on-chain behavior to do some chain analysis. And if you interact with someone who then gets scammed by someone else, then what does that say about you if you invested in them? Like your friend that helped coaching you and kind of give you some tips. What if that person is a scammer themselves and now you have this financial transaction tying you to them? Not everyone's a good guy or good gal. Not everyone's 
you know, here for the right reasons or trying to build something. There are people trying to destroy. So I think in that permissionless environment that we live in, there, it brings a whole new way of sort of interacting as well. It, and, you know, I understand the, the reasons why in the past you had to be an accredited investor and the founder gets to choose who invested it is because you kind of want to control this bubble and this tight knit circle of people that are co- invested with you for your success. Right. I went back and I read every freaking thing you wrote on BitClout. Just 13 days ago, you said, geez, I'm sorry, everyone. I didn't know who this was and I thought I was supporting a new user. I invested $300 last night after I saw someone welcome them as a new user and then they rugged. What does it mean that they rugged? What happened? Yeah, rug is a, a sort of a euphemism for somebody gets really active and you know promotes their own coin, someone else's coin and makes promises that they don't end up fulfilling. And then a lot of people pile on and invest and support this creator and then they basically sell all their holdings and cash out and then everyone else is left holding the bag so Mm. uh, i saw this user one of the things i want to do is try to support and onboard more new users and find people that are doing interesting things and so in this case i had sort of used a shortcut of finding two other people that i trusted who had invested in them and then thought okay you know there's an account that just joined a few days ago and it looks legitimate and so okay here you go let me invest and the thing I wasn't mindful of that, that ended up the backfire is that I'll, there are all these tools now that when I make a transaction ah. public, and so a lot of people get alerted, they'll get a notification that Art's just invested in this account. Then a couple of people followed me in and then ah. they also lost, lost out as a result. Got it. So what, what could happen is I, Andrew, could say, hey, everyone, I'm about to create this brand new project on BitCloud. I buy coins first, people invest in me, and then I sell my coins and they're stuck with nothing. That's the, yeah, the pump and dump system is what you're yeah. talking about. And there, there's no regulation. There's no guarantee. It's not a security. So a lot of the benefits, the regulations that might accrue to investors uh, in the public markets don't, don't apply here. So I think you saw Mark Cuban today. He was in a, uh, a stable coin that uh, he got he's he was upset on Twitter that he got rugged in that coin, and so he was saying, "Hey, we need to have a little bit more oversight." I think you know that's sort of the par for the course right now. That seems to me like one of the biggest issues with BitCloud that it really is this marketplace that feels like a responsible investment platform that is so unregulated that it, there are no protections. And I don't know exactly what could happen, but I'm constantly worried something could happen. Yeah, and. and- there's the, there's the like financial loss. The thing that I'm more worried about now is the reputational risk of you don't know who people are on the mm-hmm. platform. Social media, people sort of map to real world identity. There's a lot of pseudonymous accounts where they may seem like good actors. You don't know sort of the motivations of people on the platform. And, and even if there's an account that's 30 days old that you've been corresponding with, uh, it's just hard to know because you can't take associations back. It's sort of like that awkward photo that you pose in with some criminal that comes to haunt you. What are these funds? Like, I think there's a happy duck. He invested in me and we chatted a little bit. Then he created a happy duck fund. And then there's the talent fund. What are these things? Yeah, I think they're solving a problem. They're aggregating capital and they're putting it into BitCloud and then they're putting it into creator coins. I think they're sort of solving the issue of doing diligence on creators that some people who may want to give them some of their tokens uh, don't have the time to do. They're also serving as a, some sort of validation and signal trying to say like, hey, you've been vetted by me. I'm, I'm doing some research. I think the really interesting thing, which they're, some of them are trying to solve and it's not really well suited for is creating like an ETF-like product where it's basically 
uh, you know, it's not a security, but it's it's a representative basket of creators that you can pull together. I was talking to the BitCloud Pulse team, and that's one of the ideas they think is really big where, you know, if you want to buy all basketball players, I think when we first joined the site, everyone had their own investment thesis, like uh, basketball players, soccer players, movie stars, musicians. Meaning and go and buy their coins because people are going to come in. Yeah. Go and buy them. But if you don't want, if you don't have a view and you just want to say, I think Twitch streamers are going to win let me buy the top 100 twitch streamers so one click so i think happy duck and not ha i don't know i've seen happy duck on the nacho average call before i don't know too much about the fund of what, what they're doing but um i think that's sort of some of the idea that i've seen that's interesting and so the way that they do it is you give them money they then take it and they invest in the coins that they believe in and presumably they do research but i don't think you give them cash in u.s dollars a lot of times you buy somebody's coin how does that work they give there's you a, a coin to buy? Yeah, there's a couple ways to do it. I think some of the projects you will send BitClout to, uh, then they will you pull that BitClout and then they will make one purchase of its own coin and then they will send its coin back to you. So you kind of, that avoids the whole bonding curve math where everyone gets at a different price. And so then you, you're holding that and they can charge a founder reward off the top, which they may use to do something with. Um, that's one model. Okay. The other model I've seen, is there's a coin called RafflCoin where it's a 99% founder reward. So, you know, what one, the 1% that you're, um, you're, you're buying a raffle coin for is effectively just a, your place on the ledger. It's sort of a marker for what, you know, what your representative ownership of that coin is. And then they take all the proceeds. And then in this case, they have a raffle. Raffle well. meaning they just give it away to one person who entered. Yeah, credit card roulette effectively. Yeah, that feels a little bit illegal. But let's talk about the, I, I don't know if it is, but let's talk about the first one. The first one is, I, I not that I want to do this, but I decide I'm going to create an Andrew Warner fund. I go and create an account for Andrew Warner fund. I f then come to you and I say, Andy, I've been talking to a lot of these creators. I have a sense of who we should be putting money into. Will you give me $100 worth of bit clout and you wire it over to me? I do the same thing with other people. And then I come back and I give you this uh, coin from this new account that I've created, the Andrew Warner Fund. That's the way it would work. Yeah, that's one way it could work, yeah. I get it. The funds are, are tricky. I think that's where the regulation gets a little tricky in terms of taking outside investors' money and putting together an SPV and then yeah. buying BitCloud and the tax implications of all that. I think it's, it's a lot less clean. And the risk involved in it that even if the whole platform does everything as honestly as it could, one really bad actor could pollute the whole thing, right? One guy who then goes and creates a fund, who goes on Clubhouse and talks about it, who goes on YouTube and creates polished videos about it, and then starts collecting money from people and puts it in and who knows what, and then suddenly disappears. Yeah. And the whole platform gets polluted by that experience. That's, that's the, yeah, then there's, there's two elements to that. There's one of like who is directly affected and then the more right. indirect effect of the actual damage to the platform and reputation and right. regulatory oversight that comes with that. I think, um, and you're starting to see some people push the envelope with that. I've been uh, involved in proactively trying to discourage them from, from pushing the envelope now before we have the tools or the, the infrastructure in place to support all that. What does it mean pushing the envelope? You give me an yeah, to, your, to your point of, you know, go, going and soliciting investment and funds and then, you know, perhaps promoting some of these things on, on as, as, you know, promotion and even, you know, taking custody of, of people's assets in the form of like saying, send me BitCloud. Think of that. All right. I see the possibility here. 
It's still very early. We're talking what, like 90 days or so of, of activity on the platform? I was checking, uh, CloutViz is 103 days old. I think I'm coming up on my 100 day anniversary. So yeah, there's wow. a couple of people, yeah. Oh, by the way, they say that this is not a company. You're with a VC fund that invested in it. If it's not a company, what is it? It's a math-based protocol. And so you invested in a math-based protocol, not a company? Uh, well, I guess investment, you know, you, when you typically say VC and investment, you think, okay, we're buying equity in this company. Yes. For the long haul, in this case, uh, we're users like everyone else. Any person who owns BitCloud purchased, with the exception of the founder reward, which is which is in the white paper, purchased it through a bonding curve, which is mathematically determined. So depending on how many coins have been issued, there's a certain price that you swap Bitcoin for BitCloud for. So I see Arrington Capital, I see Social Capital as investors, Coinbase Ventures. They didn't invest in own equity in a business. They just happened to have bought the coins early on, the same ones that I'm buying? Exactly the same. The only difference was it was there was a specific launch date where you could buy creator coins. So that was a gating factor. So there were pre-launch coins where the bonding curve was available to be purchased from that some of the institutions were able to purchase from. What's a bonding curve? A bonding curve is just a mathematical formula. It's a quadratic equation back from algebra days where the price is mathematically determined of the coin based on the number of coins in circulation. So it's 0.003 C squared, which means for every 10 coins, there's a quadratic function that determines the price. So it's a 100x increase in the price. So the more coins there are, the higher the price. Right. But, but it's not linear. But right, but it's not linear, and everyone who came in early got to buy it without at the same price. It's not like the first person to have bought the coin got a better price than the second person. Is that right? Uh, well, that the saying? way the way a bonding curve works, uh, that is the case that every subsequent purchase is necessarily more expensive in case of in the case of this formula. But in the but the way you can get around that is by grouping folks together and having like bulk purchases. Uh, and that's what happened. Everyone came in and. At, based on the number of coins that they were buying, there was a price set and they all paid that same price. The, effectively the blended average price of the bonding curve along the way up. You know what, that's one of the things that I just didn't believe where, where the material set, what is it called? It was, is it a white paper? The, the how-to guide, the introduction guide that said, this is not a company. And I said, that's BS, I caught them. They're on crunch base <laughs> with investors. Uh, nope, no equity. All right. My goal, as I said in the beginning, is to, to learn this platform by using it. I want to find something that the two of us could do that will allow us to try software that's built specifically for BitCloud. So yeah. it's, I was going to suggest we use MoonBounce. Yeah. You like that? Love MoonBounce. Yep. All right. Talk to me about how we could use MoonBounce. Sure. So MoonBounce gives you direct access to your fan base. Okay. And so you might be able to see who owns your coin on BitCloud today, but how do you actually contact them in a group way? You can obviously DM them one off. How do you talk to them on Telegram? How do you talk to them on Discord? How do you have a private Zoom for them? Uh, all those things are things that MoonBounce can help you with. By It's basically wow. a CRM for all your top coin holders, plus all the benefits of having gated content accessible only to certain folks. And they do all of that. They're, it's not like they're saying, Andrew, you bring your MailChimp and we'll make sure that only your subscriber, only your coin holders get access to the MailChimp email. In the case of MailChimp, maybe there's an integration. In the case of Discord, right, they're not going to rebuild a private Discord for you. It's a Discord integration. Yeah, so the tools that you're yeah. using, that you're already using as a creator, 
uh, you can have the moon bounce, you know, sort of like a middleware where you can, uh, you can gate features within the software you use. Okay, dude, that's why, that's, that's one of the ideas that I had. I started working with a buddy of mine to create it. And then I realized that somebody else had already come up with this and reckon I, I didn't realize it was them. I, I saw an, I, another project getting started that did the same thing. All right, so this is why I'm here. I wanna see what's working. And I don't so much want to gate off any content, but I wanna have an opportunity to experience what Moon Bounce is like. And so how about we take, I'll take this whole interview and I'll make it available to anyone who owns my coin, or can I say without your permission, anyone who owns the arts coin also gets access to this before it's published into the, into the podcast feed? Sure, yeah, it's permissionless. I don't know if they're ready to onboard that, but we should check and we should try it. Ah, uh, okay, all right. If it's not that, what other piece of software do you think I can use that's unique to BitCloud as a way of experimenting? And frankly, I think anyone who's gonna be doing this is not doing it going, yay, I got Andy's interview five days before people who are, who are just podcast app users on the iPhone. It's just like, let's experiment and see what the user experience is. What other app do you like? Yeah, creators? we should try, uh, I've, been, I've been excited to try Clubrooms when it comes out. That's uh, you know, kind of like a clubhouse for BitCloud holders. Ah, so we right. can have a live... Uh, clubhouse for people that hold your coin, my coin. I like that. I was actually thinking of using them to do the next interview. Yeah. And record that. Sure. How about this? So that it doesn't all fall on you. Yep. Who do you think I should reach out to an interview? And then I'll do it in club rooms and I'll also record it using a couple of different systems. Sure. I think on the topic of tools, developers, products out there, I would say founders of BitCloud Pulse, founders of Moonbounce are really savvy. Um, but uh, Chris McCann, who's McCantron on the site, fantastic, fantastic okay. guy. Uh, he, he's been tracking all the projects since inception. I would say he's got to be one. The other one would be Jack J, Jackley, J-C-K-L-Y, who is okay. uh, running BitHunt, which is the product hunt of BitCloud and has all the projects listed on it. All right. I'll reach out to you for an introduction to one of them. I happen to know Chris back from his email newsletter days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I'll reach out to one of them. And what we'll do is I'll do the next interview with them. It'll be about the app ecosystem. And we'll do it in Clubroom. And then we'll record it. And that way, we'll make it available early on or live just to the people who have um, who have access to our coins. In fact, we could probably get the Bit Hunt people and Chris and me all together in one so that the so that there's a broader audience and we'll just talk since I think Chris helped them get their, their project off the ground. Yeah, and the, the, uh, one other cherry on top could be if you want to get it featured in Bits Today, the daily newspaper of okay. BitCloud. They also have a subcloud, so you could have a, you know, maybe a quote or a, something transcribed that gets put in Bits Today, sent out to uh, thousands of users on BitCloud in their subcloud. Dude, that was you. You, I saw, again, reading all your posts, you said, I've got to move apartments. I can't follow up with this uh, addiction that I have with what's going on on BitCloud. Can somebody sum it up for me? And then somebody reached out and said, you know what? I'm going to create bits today. This is the thing that you're looking for. And maybe other people want it. And now suddenly it's this like newspaper of record for. And they've been going almost going. every day. <laughs> I, I wish that they hadn't called themselves bits today. I feel sorry for them sometimes <laughs> that they have to do it daily. <laughs> I think they, they were realizing like, oh crap, what are we committed to? They pared it down to six days a week at first. And then I think they're down to three days a week now. <laughs> and their freaking problem is that they're good writers. They should have also half-assed the writing, but they're interesting. <laughs> they're clever. It's good. It's good oh, stuff. Yeah. NVO is very talented. <sighs> NVO, that's who did it. All right, man. Thanks so much, Andy, for doing this. We're going to experiment and I'll continue on with this and see where this goes.
Awesome. Yeah, Andrew, Bye, thanks for having me on. See you. Bye, everyone. See you. Bye. So there it is. The very first episode is done. Thanks for listening. And more importantly, now you should go and try software that's built for BitClout that will show you the power of BitClout. If you want to try that, you can get access to it right now. Just go to BitCloutJam. That's the name of this podcast, BitCloutJam.GetMoonBounce.com. BitCloutJam.GetMoonBounce.com. My vision here for this podcast is to give you conversations with people who are influencing the BitCloud community and are pushing this idea forward and also let you use software ahead of other people so that you can see and frankly so I could see how this new platform is going to work and see the future of commerce. Again, finish it off by going to bitcloudjam.getmoonbounce.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.